Welcome to the Skeptic Wire. Or, if you're one of my friends, talk like a leprechaun day. Yar! <laughs> Arr, and this be the skeptic war. <laughs> okay, as the resident anthropologist here, you all know that pirates never actually talked that way. That don't matter. Yeah, but- We're three crazy people and we just gotta talk like this. And suddenly yeah. we're Irish. What be ye talking about, Gary? And this tur- is a particularly gruff pirate. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're real gruff. <laughs> I've got the beard and everything. Walk the plank, baby. <laughs> Three That's Billy what she plank. said. Actually, so is- it is what she said, because <laughs> I just said it. Yes, but we already maintained from earlier in this evening that Gary at least does not think of you as a woman. Yeah. Really Gary think. thinks of you of one of the boys. I honestly don't I did think not say of that. I said one of the guys. That's different. <laughs> I honestly don't think of either one of you as really men either. So. I'm asexual. I'm a robot. Yeah. And I understand because I have the man boobs. Yep. Okay. Well, I think we should just move on to birthdays then. But you haven't introduced our name. Oh. Would you shut the <laughs> fuck up? <laughs> I want it noted, I was not the one who said it first. Gary broke first. Donna, you are queen of the podcast until we have the lightning round. <sighs> I'm still going to kill you Here in your is. sleep. It is episode 76 of the Skeptic Wire. Today is the 19th of September, 2012. I am a host, Gary Lawn, and with me this week, as per normal, are Greg Perrine. R. <laughs> and Donna Swafford. Yeah, I'm just here. Swafford. You didn't like my chipper pirate? Arr, hey, how you doing? Greg Perrine. <laughs> and Donna Swafford. And Garrylon. All right. It's Talk Like a Pirate Day, um, which we oh, were recording God, this season. Oh, tell me we're not doing this for the whole episode. Now, what, now, what make... birthdays do we have? <laughs> well, before we get on to birthday, I just let, uh, thought I'd let our listeners know that apparently also September 19th, is also, um, like, National Don't Text When You're Driving Day. Okay. So, you know, it's a good thing to be not texting while you're driving. And it's, what, 8 o'clock at night, so we've kind of missed it? Well, no. it's it's the day where you're supposed to pledge to never do it. Oh, I see. So it's like Lent. Yeah, kind of, except the rest of your life. Okay. So don't text okay. while driving, and it's probably not a good idea to okay, I talk on your phone while good driving. Good at Lent when I was growing up. What makes you think this place is going to be? Yeah, but really, the- what are you giving up? You're giving up texting about the latest sandwich you had compared to dying. Not necessarily. You might be asking somebody where they are, <laughs> which is where they a, are. Yes, which is kind of silly to do while you're driving. Where are you? <laughs> I'm well, on the highway. While you're driving, there's nothing much you can do about getting to wherever you're going, so you might as well either pull off to the side if it's an emergency, or just get there. True. 
us. Well, yeah. they're safely it says, it by says, not texting. It says, yeah. don't text in the car, is what it always says. It doesn't say, don't text while driving. It always says, don't text in the car. Mind you, if I'm in that passenger seat, fuck yeah, I'm texting. Yeah, no, I, no I, by the, when they say driving. don't text in the car, they mean hold your arm out the window while driving and try to text that way. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. No. But, Don't uh, text while driving. I think, I think the studies showed that when you text while you're driving, it's actually even worse than then, driving drunk. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, I'm I mean, worried. I don't while I'm driving. In fact, I actually put my phone, like, where I can't even reach it. Yeah. So. I am not going to touch that one. She didn't say <laughs> where the sun don't shine. Close enough <laughs> for my deranged imagination. <laughs> um, I can reach all of those places. I said, where I can't reach Don't it. sit next to her. <laughs> I have a particularly vivid imagination, so I think we're going to stop that there and move on to birthdays. Yeah, okay. So, fine. I would like my... Birthdays! <laughs> okay. My, I would like me co-hosts to choose a number, an integer, between integer. zero... <laughs> an integer between zero and four. Four! No, between. Oh, I one. see. So one between, or two. but not including. One, two, so or one three. One, two, or three. Oh. Two. Between zero and four. Oh, yeah. There is a three in there, isn't there? <laughs> oh. I can see where you're having problems with your math class, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, I can't add. I can integrate and differentiate and do all kinds of cool things. I can't add or subtract. Um, two? Knights in the middle. Sure. Two. Yes, because four minus zero divided by two is two. Two. Random. All right. So September nineteenth, eighteen. 18th. I hate it already. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. It be September nineteenth, eighteen seventy one. Fritz Schauden, or yeah, Schauden. He's the guy who did that movie Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer. Oh. Shao. Yeah, because Shaolin Soccer is a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I, think I, I think I worked on that one. <laughs> All right. Oh um, yeah, I did actually. <laughs> Gary, uh, it's it's not the person who did Shaolin soccer. Okay, what was his name again? Fritz Schauden. S C H A U D I N N. At two ends. Wow. Shannon yeah. and then... He was fancy. I I have no idea. Fritz sounds like he's German, so... Hey, very good. Uh, quite possibly, he probably did something maybe with uh, electronics like radar. Nope, not electronics. Biology. He was a zoologist. Um, he just... Did he buy a zoo? <laughs> no, that was Matt Damon. Ah. Matt, yes, Matt Damon. Matt Damon and Fritz Schauden are... Two completely different people. <laughs> I don't know. Fritz had a beard. <laughs> Fritz had a beard. <laughs> That's how you tell them apart. Uh, no, uh, he, uh, like I said, German zoologist. He did a lot of work with. Was, was he the first one to uh, to have people dogpile him, and hence the term on the Fritz? <laughs> I, I got Gary? nothing. I I really got nothing. We broke him. <laughs> Thank you. Yay! Uh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah. The rule of improv is supposed to do yes and, but I got nothing. Is he the first? He's first one to put a whole bunch of monkeys into a barrel and found out that it was really fun. Close, close enough. I'm going to say that's close enough. He with Eric Hoffman uh, co-discovered. Oh, you didn't mention Hoffman because <laughs> I would have known. 
The Hoff. The Hoff. Because <laughs> they stood there and sang really bad Schnauzer, songs. Schnauzer and Hoffman. Schauden and Hoffman. Oh, Schauden. Schauden and Hoffman. In 1905, the Hoff. they co-discovered syphilis, or what caused oh, syphilis. <laughs> what the hell's okay. wrong with you? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go see Dr. Schauden about this. Ich weiß this. nicht. Vielleicht ist es syphilis. He he did a lot of work with you know microorganisms and and worked on discovering the amoebic dysentery and sleeping sickness and all that kind of fun diarrhea wow, stuff. Wow, he's did a lot of research on malaria, so is, are, they, are they the first one to really categorize, or the first one to discover where it came from? Identify. Uh, you're going to make me pronounce the spiro chet spiro cheddar <laughs> Polydia. I think I had that on my on my pasta the other day. <laughs> oh, basically. Whoa! The, I, I really don't want to be near you then. The microorganism. Um, do you have some hand that, sanitizer? <laughs> just wash your hands in the other room. The microorganism that leads to syphilis that causes all the syphilis Comes stuff from cheddar cheese. No, is from this microorganism Spirocheta palladia. Oh, Polydia. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's not what I had on my pasta the other day. So he did a lot of research into... But it was on fire. <laughs> microorganisms and all that kind of fun stuff. He uh, did. He went on trips to the Arctic and stuff, but um, on his they way back from... in the Arctic? From one wow! Of, uh, I, well, I guess if you're trapped there for six the months and you have, you have nothing better to do... You... <laughs> well, he didn't just... It wasn't just microorganisms. He was a full-fledged zoologist, so anything animal-like. Okay. okay. So on the way back from one of these expeditions, he got um, syphilis. He, he, no, he had some other kind of amoebic infection, uh, which basically led he he had to have emergency surgery on the on the ship. Well, look at what he was hanging out with. And he died. Um, related to your uh, insinuations that he had got syphilis from people he hung out with. It's thought that he might have voluntarily infected himself just to see what the effects would be, but uh, yeah. So that's well, uh, you have to admire that. Unless, that's dedication. Unless uh, purposefully infecting himself meant going to whores, <laughs> <laughs> which would not be so honorable. Yeah. So he he died of the age of thirty five in, in nineteen oh six. So. He got some stuff done. It must have been really nice when there's all, like everything to be discovered. Yeah. Now you have to look really hard. So that's that's the birthday for today. But I want to give oh. honorable mention to uh, Simon Singh, the huh? author and um, I would say skeptical activist over in Britain. You His would birthday say that. is not today. Oh. But the uh, JREF's skepticism of the day app on your iPhone or Android device says that it is his birthday. But every other resource I was able to find online says, no, it's January 1st. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So... That's that's fairly... That's way off. I don't know how that typo happened. Maybe, maybe he was reborn today? I, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, today is my birth into skepticism. I was all like excited to research, oh, Simon Singh, he's a big name, and we can talk about him, and... And no, I had to make you pick Fritz Schauden instead because <laughs> I had to be skeptical of what even the JREF app said. Interesting. So that's why it got an honorable mention. 
and maybe the people at the JRF might want to get on that one. Yeah. Yeah, you should get on that, people. Let's find this out. Because Wikipedia page says it is today. One of, when, I, when I looked at the Wikipedia page, at least I saw somewhere it said January 1st. So maybe some, some, someone's doing some fun hacking stuff. If you type it in, it pops it up, comes January up January 1st. 1st. On the other hand, January 1st may be a placekeeper. It's possible. Um, although the, the year seems odd. It's always 1964 when I've seen it. It just seems to oscillate between September 19th and January 1st. Who to believe? That's that's the question. So I decided, you know what? Discretion being the better part of skepticism. That's a good phrase. I like that. Discretion is the better part of skepticism. No? Okay, fine. I thought it was the better part of valor. <laughs> right, but I'm playing on that phrase to be all wise and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he, he kind of ruined the the phrase when you say and shit. <laughs> Socrates. Okay, maybe I haven't thought that through. <laughs> yeah, Socrates, famous for saying, "Hey, man, I'm all wise and shit." I drink what and shit. <laughs> okay, so Simon Singh, maybe, but definitely, uh, whatever is Fritz Schauden. Fritz Schauden. I'm I'm still making the bet that he was the guy who. But, uh, speaking of skeptical things going on, we do have the Web of Trust, and we got a shout-out by Tim Farley on Twitter the other day for something that Greg started with the naturalnews.net. We have been down... Whatever. Is it dot com? (laughs) It is dot com. Naturalnews dot whatever. We're not going to give it to you because we don't want you going there. So, well, the only reason it's important is that if you go to Web of Trust to rate Natural News, you should know that it's naturalnews.com so you can yes. get their their rating. Basically, um, I haven't done this in a couple of weeks because I haven't found a good candidate. I'm sure there are thousands out there. I just haven't been really looking around. Um, at TAM this year, I was pretty much inspired by uh, Susan Gerbic, who does a lot of Wikipedia editing to make sure that it's accurate and correct, and uh, Tim Farley, who talked a lot about getting getting out there and just doing little simple things on the internet to f- fix things skeptically-wise. And I really <laughs> like the, the idea of using Skeptic Wire as a call to arms to people to go out there and rate websites on the Web of Trust tool, which is a plugin that pretty much all the browsers, except for I think Internet Explorers, use. Uh, to I think Internet Explorer also. Maybe it was just when I was loading it that they were in between versions, so it could well be because Internet Explorer now has all sorts of commercials going on, and we don't endorse any one particular browser. But if you install the Web of Trust browser uh, plugin, you'll see a little you know red, yellow, or green warning or okay symbol when you go to a website to say, oh, this is a place I can trust, or oh, this is a bad place. So you go to CNN.com, pretty trustworthy, they've got a bright green circle, it's all good. You go to like your favorite BitTorrent, you know, movie sharing site, eh, That you really shouldn't do. Yes, besides (laughs) the whole moral problem for our skeptical filmmaker over here, Donna, um, 
there's also just there's bad advertisements and dodgy links and viruses and all sorts of fun stuff. So one of the first sites that we called out to go rate on Web of Trust was naturalnews.com. And it seems that a couple days ago, um, Mike Adams, the health ranger himself... um, (laughs) Sorry. Every time we bring up his name, I just get this hairball. ...called on his all-natural minions to go out there and install Web of Trust themselves and make sure that Natural News has a positive rating. Yes, because uh, Web of Trust apparently is trying to censor through uh, downvoting... Well, he, he, Mike Adams started out his blog post talking about how he, they're the ones talking the truth about vaccines or chemotherapy or the natural cures or fluoride that they won't tell you. And, you know, this whole victim shit about, you know, the, the U.S. pharmaceutical companies are hiring Russian hackers to do denial of service attacks on us and stuff like that. Not only that, people are calling us bad on the internet. <laughs> so, I'd call them a lot more if I could. But. Yeah, so... It's 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 nice to know that we, with the help of of better, bigger known names than we, like Tim Farley and Susan Gerbic, have been able to have some effect to at least make Mike Adams a little worried. Yeah. So uh, this is a second call to go to uh, install your Web of Trust if you haven't already, bl- browser plugin, and then go rate naturalnews.com. Mm-hmm. So if you're if you go to naturalnews.com, their overall website, your Web of Trust little doohickey. Uh, icon will be right next to that in the top of your browser. It should be fairly obvious because it was was not there before you installed it. And then you can go to the scorecard for Web of Trust and rate them badly, especially for child safety and trustworthiness. Because hey, yes. maybe they're good on privacy. I don't know. Maybe they're good. They're not a malicious website with viruses. That's fine. But they're bad on information and they're bad for children. When they have an advertisement on the side of their article that says, discover the truth about your toilet, it could be killing you. They're not a trustworthy website. No, and and one of the the problems I found with them is they very rarely link to anything outside of the website. So whenever you see a link, um, it goes to the website. So they may say, "Oh, well, someone says this." Well, the only time they do that is when it's when there's when it's an, them. <laughs> when there's an article that supports the view, that's when they will go outside their website. But otherwise, all of the batshit crazy things they say, pretty much, is all within their little bubble. Yeah, which is quite annoying. And they, you know, they just don't cite sources that this. It, it's not. This is this is why I like the science websites and the skeptic websites because they are more honest in where they get their information they uh, they link to Besides. the information where they got their <laughs> how they formed their opinion or formed wh- whatever it is that they're talking well, about apparently natural news just pulls it out of their ass yeah, the same place much. donna puts her phone pretty much when she's driving uh, that is not where i put my phone I'm just trying to get you to kill me at some point in this episode. If it wasn't the pirate talk, it's got to be something else. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's it's a horrible website, and you know we talk about it all the time. The other more famous podcasts and blogs and whatever talk about it all the time. Uh, so if you haven't gone out to Web of Trust and rated at nationalnews.com, please go do that. Give them the poor ratings that they really deserve. And, and if you and if they already have, if you already have done that for Web of Trust, the the same page where they're whining all about how. Oh, those skeptics treat us badly. They also they, they said took my lunch money and exactly. They said that there's another website out there that really needs your help, and it's vactruth.com. V a c t r u t h dot com. Yeah, I think they need a bad rating too. If they're rated highly by the by the natural news type people, yeah, kind of have to do that. So once you've installed Web of Trust. This kind of activism shouldn't even take you one minute. Just click on the website, do your Web of Trust rating, and you're done. Maybe I, leave a comment. Yeah. Just in the few seconds since you said vactruth.com, because I've never been there before, and I have a new computer, so my new my, I had to reinstall Web of Trust. It has very poor ratings, popped up with my nice little warning. Oh, good. So it warned you, this is really what it should do when you've got Web of Trust installed. It's not just rating these sites. So if someone happens to look, if something's got a bad rating, it's going to have this big pop-up window that says, warning, warning, Will Robinson, there are flying monkeys in this website. Yes. Don't go there. Yes, and but you get that from if, if the website causes pop-ups. Um, just as I, since I do, I've been doing a lot of research for, for my classes and, uh, porn, I, I, porn. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I tend to go to sites that I normally wouldn't go to because they may have an answer I'm looking for. <laughs> uh, and, uh, lots of, lots of pop-ups and yeah. the big red thing. Are you sure you want to go to this site? I'm like, oh, mm. not really. Yes. And apparently <laughs> the site owner. Has of, already of vac truth says we agree. See your doctor and ask them to read the vaccine inserts in front of you. Ask the doctor if vaccines have been tested for causing cancer. Dude, they have been. <laughs> <laughs> they don't cause cancer. They don't cause autism. There, there, there was a interesting. Um, uh, just as an aside, there was a, a neat article this this week about these researchers who were who had basically created models for autism in mice where they had similar deficiencies in their or it was either deficiencies in their neuronal connections or too many neural connections because a certain chemical wasn't being produced because of a gene problem and they had they gave these mice some gene therapy and they were able to reverse some of the effects of these autism like uh, symptoms mm-hmm. so we know coming back around to this, that autism has a very heavily genetic component that, you know, maybe there are environmental factors that activate it, but it's been pretty conclusively proven that it's not vaccines. So, vac truth bad, natural news bad, and science, and Tim Farley, and what's the harm, good. Yeah. And speaking about genetics, you know, to pass on your genes, it helps to to have someone that you can pass those genes on with. Like, if you're male, a, f- a female. And if you're female, having a male. Generally, in today's society, in fact, for the last couple of thousand years, you tend to get married. Speaking of getting married, <laughs> it <laughs> appears that Jesus might have been married. 
Well, that well, was way long to get there. No, I no, I saw where you were going right there yeah, from the start. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just a slow-moving train, and you ruined it by just calling it out. So you you did you did good. We're proud of you, Gary. Pat, pat, pat Yay. on your shiny, shiny head. So, some guy. No, female. <laughs> No, no, no. Uh, there is wait, wait. some guy involved in the story, so let's see where he goes on this one. Okay. The sexist bastard. <laughs> uh, found a fragment. <laughs> Bought a fragment. They bu- Well, someone found it. Someone originally found it. The most recent owner bought it off a German. Okay. See, we're back <laughs> to Germans again. Uh, <laughs> and... I don't know. You 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 want to follow up by that's all I really know other than the fact that at some point in this little Coptic verse it says has Jesus talking about his wife. Yeah. And so, she will be able to be my disciple. There you go. Yep. So uh, this this collector or whatever who wants to remain am- anonymous because he doesn't want people mobbing him for interviews brought this fragment of papyrus to uh doctor I think doctor i'm not karen sh- king yeah doctor karen king i was trying to figure out if she was a doctor because it just said karen king but lo- later on in the article it said dr king so i wanted to make sure i got that right dr karen king was given the papyrus and said could you authenticate this please and it has coptic re- uh, writing which i didn't really know much about coptic christians but they've kind of been in the news lately <laughs> you think um basically <laughs> coptic writing is Egyptian using, I think, Greek characters. So it's, you know, it, it makes sense for early Christianity, and it's been kind of assumed that this papyrus was somewhere around, I think, the second century. Second century, yeah. Common era. Yeah, 80, yeah. And, um, yeah, there, there's some words that aren't very easy to see. It's rough around the edges. Um, there's a, there's, it's just a small. It's I think about they, the size of a business card. Yeah, that's the way de- they described it on on the articles. It's just this little snippet, and like they said, it was it 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 says you know Mary, my wife, um, and you know who could be my disciple, and it's 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 producing one of those wonderful kind of debates between theologians <laughs> who are like okay, theologians. Y- fine theologians. Um, about, you know, okay, if you're going to put so much credence in these original texts as being the word of God, what about this? Huh? Huh? And, of course, what some scholars are saying is the old cop out, oh, well, he's just speaking metaphorically. (laughs) He's he's not talking that this is my wife, but he's... Which I've, I've seen some people saying, well, Jesus has always talked about the fact that he was, uh, like, the, the he was married to the church or something like that, or, you know, yeah. the, the church is the bride of God or something like that. He mentioned a woman's name, said my wife. Yes, Mary, I think. Yes, Mary. Yeah. So it's it's assumed that the... the that in reference... This is in reference to Mary Magdalene, not his mother Mary. Yeah. Probably, um, and then, <laughs> one hopes. Well, there and there are phrases that say, "My mother g- gave to me life, and Mary is worthy of it." Yeah, I, I, there's there's some strange kind of thing. It's, it's my, hard to tell how much they could fit on this one little thing, but yeah, right. But in addition, though, they haven't carbon tested it. They haven't used spectrometry to test it yet. But so, they will um, be. They'll be one using hopes. spectrometers. At least spectrometers, yeah. You know, but it's and so, so small that they don't want to scrape anything off it because it'll destroy it. But 
eventually you're going to have to do that, like with the Shroud of Turin thing. you got to test it eventually. Right. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So I thought that was, it's, it's a rather interesting yeah. find. Uh, but it's, it's, you've got people saying that, you know, oh, well, maybe this means that we should rethink uh, women priests or the celibacy thing of priests. Or the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> <laughs> the, the idea yeah. being that, well, if Jesus had a wife, then this whole celibacy thing, this whole only, you know, if, if, if there was a female disciple, this whole idea of you can't have any women leaders in the church... Maybe that's all moot, and you should get with the times there, Catholics. Um, yeah, but didn't John specifically say that the woman should not be allowed in the church? Maybe. Was it, or I thought it was Saul. John. Paul? The, the, Ringo? The gospel of John. Sneezy? Okay. He's... he's the, the, Dopey? Whoever the misogynist. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And yeah, John. John. John's the later one. He's the one who said... Uh, yeah, because it's also Saul in many of his freaking letters and to Dasher everybody. And yeah. I think in the, his letter to the Ephesians, he also is all like, you can't have women doing anything. Exactly. So, like, who are you going to yeah. believe? But when, but that was probably, well, okay, I'm not a biblical scholar. Obviously. Well, maybe not yeah. so obviously. Maybe I could be a biblical scholar. Well, we... <laughs> We aren't. There was there was basically this is the around the time when Christianity was just really beginning to form. So there's still a lot of arguments yeah. over, you know, what the basic tenets should be. This is bef- I think it's pretty. I'm pretty sure this is before the Bible as we know it was ever codified. Yeah. So you had all these various books flying around, literally, probably people were throwing them at each other, <laughs> um, with different versions of the Jesus story. There's the whole, like, uh, the Gospel of Judas, the Gospel of Mary, that are uh, the, the that are all been thrown out as, you know, oh, this isn't real, just because they're not in the, the, the current Bible, that sort of thing. So all these things flying around, and, and you probably this is probably a political thing of saying no we're the right kind of christians we yeah. knew about jesus's wife to make whatever political statement they want or whatever theological statement they wanted to say well we've got the true religion this is how you should practice it be a husband like jesus was well you know all of these different stories and everything else and you would think that after all of these questions Christians would kind of start to get over some of this shit. Because, like, I mean, like, they're all, oh, Judas is so bad. If you didn't have Judas, y'all wouldn't have a religion. Let's just, just, I'm just putting that out there. This is true. You know, but it's actually Kind of like how in Tim Burton's Batman, that if we didn't have the Joker guy, we wouldn't have Batman. Exactly. But it's already coming up. The Joker didn't kill his parents. The Jack Nicholson version of the Joker killed Oh. Yeah. Tom Wayne John Wayne's? No. Um Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne's <laughs> What kind of geek are you? A geek who needs some sleep. Keep going. I'm sorry to interrupt. But it's already coming under fire. There I mean several people have come in and are questioning whether or not the translation is correct, whether or not it's real. Yeah, it's I real. mean, it, it could be. It could be just a very, very, very impressive fake. I mean, they were talking about the 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 people who read Coptic in this article were saying that most of the times you get these Coptic um, papyruses that papyri papyri papyruses papyrus bits pieces of papyrus that come in. <laughs> 
Yar. That are, well, pretend to be from that era, but it's really obviously faked. There's no, you know, this was really broken on the edges with ink on the sides, and the grammar actually made sense as opposed to all those other ones that someone who, who made this papyrus doesn't know Coptic, so it's all gibberish anyway. So well, it's a, it's if it's a forgery, it's a really damn well good forgery. Damn, damn well, well good. <laughs> well, like I maintain the not sleeping thing. Go ahead. Roger Bagnell, who apparently is a papriologist, just learned that word. You know, he's he said that it's highly probable that uh, their study of it and the handwriting and how the ink has been chemically absorbed is highly probable. Another scholar says that the text language and concluded that it offered no evidence of forgery. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, I mean, it's also, there were things in the article that talked about how the some of the, the, the snippets of the other words echoed things, I think it was like the Gospel of Timothy or something, some other texts that are kind of similar. And the just the four, um, the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John texts, there's so many similarities between them that you can see the, the, how the authors copied each other and then took you know, maybe took a little from John, lock, stock, and barrel, and added it a new thing. Yeah. So all this kind of borrowing from each other shows that this text might fit into that. Yeah. But, but it's not like there's any... Yeah, it's... I don't think it's going to change any minds. No. I think, no. I think it's going to confirm on both sides, because the people who don't want to believe that Jesus was married um, are going to say that there's not enough information. I mean, and it's only a couple of... It's not even complete. Yeah. It's not, not complete. even a dead sea scroll. It's so, a little snippet. Yeah, so you really have no context. Uh, so it could really mean anything. I mean, there could have been... Could could be be, a, they, they, it could be a joke. You know, maybe Jesus is telling a joke. <laughs> maybe it's not even Jesus. Maybe it's... Maybe you know, it's Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Well, so yeah, there's, then, and there is a faulty of that the provenance, the provenience for the fine is still... A matter of question. Yeah, like I said at the beginning, it just sent, uh, came from sure. some German from, guy. From yeah. an archaeological <laughs> point of view, where was it nobody found? Would, nobody would, yeah. nobody would, would authenticate it. Yeah. Now, uh, archaeologist worth its salt is going to go. Mm, no, not touching this one. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> so this isn't. I don't think this is going to do anything. It's, a, it's an interesting aside, and it's certainly interesting in what we can find out. You know, this, the, the process that scientists have to go through, uh, both in linguists, and just to find out whether something is authentic, and really, you know, on how people will fit, fill it, fit it into whatever narrative they have for their lives. Yeah, considering there's no historical proof that Jesus existed, yeah. it's kind of a much less anyway. married or not. Yeah. Except for the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, that's history. <laughs> you got to think like a thousand years from now, someone's going to think that Da Vinci Code might have some historical well, accuracy. Well, it is, it is based off of another well-researched book. Mm-hmm. However, the well-researched book also made some fairly large leaps uh, based on, on evidence. And so... I mean, that's what yeah. he basically... I was just thinking, like, on. losing context. Boring! And, God, that book was boring. And not anyway. knowing that, you know, losing details of history of... You know, someone finds a CD copy of something this a thousand years from now, 
and we've lost all history of Dan Brown or, or all that. There was a big, you know, fire in 2052 that lost all these books or something. And, you know, oh, there's one copy found a thousand years from now and something. Oh, wow, this is new information we had about Jesus that people understood at that time. It's like, would people know that it's fiction? It's it's like if you've... If 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 someone took Harry Potter as a gospel to say this was actual you know history in the 1990s that this kid fought this wizard, yeah. who knows? Who knows? Yeah. And in case you're wondering, it was called uh, Holy Blood, Holy Grail, the book that the Da Vinci Code right. stole. Uh, although yeah, although Dan Brown claims never to have read it. Although doesn't he? He mentions it. Yeah. By um, Michael Bajant and Richard oh, Lee. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to get into that one. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, so, just uh, interesting stuff no, coming out. Fascinating theological stuff. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure we have other less fascinating theological stuff. Oh, even more fascinating theological stuff, <gasps> if you disbelieve in evolution. <gasps> really? What yes. are the creationists up to this week? They are not peppers. They don't want to be a pepper. They don't they, want you to be a pepper. No. Can I be a pepper too? No! No! no. I'm sorry. Never. <laughs> Dr. Pepper had a Facebook ad that showed uh, the, the 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 classic evolutionary from walking right. on four legs to chimpanzee to discovering a can of Pepsi and pep- then walking upright and walking upright. It's yeah. a silly ad, uh, and it basically says, "Look how we, look how you've evolved." Yeah, yeah. It's it's called the evolution of flavor. <laughs> it's it's a joke. It's a fun little ad saying that. You know, you will get women if you drink our soda. And that's look not at what, what it ha- says. Well, that's only what, only if you that's drink what it. All advertising and says. douse yourself with axe. <laughs> anyway. But our creationist quote unquote friends, there were fun little pithy quotes, um, things like "Evolution is gay." <laughs> drink pepper, hail Satan. It's my person. Doctor Pepper is made with addictive mugwump jism and <laughs> Satan's ball sweat. If you drink it, you will be cursed, or sorry, you'll be cursed with uh, permanent priapism, which is the, if you have an erection for four hours, contact your doctor kind of thing. So I think that one's a trolling comment. Maybe, yeah. I I don't think that one was seriously (laughs) anti-evolution. Your punishment will be more severe because you lose use the Lord's name to spew your hatred. You're the one that's going to hell. It's all this kind of back and forth flamey stuff and just... I, yeah, and there's there's like the the I can't believe that people are capable of accepting evolution. And I'm like, I can't believe that you base your whole life on a book written by two thousand year old herders. Yeah, these are people who believe in talking snakes and people rising from the dead, but don't believe the science on climate change or don't believe the science on evolution. It's it's just wacky stuff, and and just shows a complete and utter lack of sense of humor. My favorite is, guys, seriously stop saying, quote, the E word. It just brings you closer to the gates of hell. (laughs) (laughs) And the fun part is that I I saw uh, an article about this where someone was saying that, you know, this ad caused this whole furor and and quoted some of the Facebook comments. And then the comment thread on that story about the flame war Started a flame war. <laughs> I don't think that you can actually have a comment thread that doesn't start a flame war. Well, come on, free thought blogs. Everybody loves each other over there. Oh sure. 
Yeah, you haven't been there in a while, have you? I haven't read any of the blogs (laughs) since before TAM. I've just been kind of like, you know what, I like some of these authors, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. (laughs) I just... I don't read the comments. (laughs) Yeah, I never did in the first place, but their their blogs are getting to be about comments, Uh and as much as I may agree with certain bloggers, and I'm not going to say who they are, because I don't want to people start pissing on my head um i'm just it's just it's i'm tired of going back and forth about going back and forth about going back and forth right i that's a very meta please write about science or skepticism or you know yes write about you know uh, gender issues and sexuality issues and biology and all these controversial top- topics society and culture and all that and, and the culture wars and how minorities are treated yes these are very important things just write about that don't ignore the idiots all right don't feed the trolls because if you do that would be blasphemy and speaking of blasphemy there's been a lot of it going around lately. Yeah, well, at least a lot of accusations of blasphemy and a lot of you well, know people getting in pissing contests over blasphemy or killing thrown, people over thrown in jail, thrown in jail, thrown throwing in fires, rocks. throwing yeah. rocks, throwing you know people having to leave their homelands, just throwing backs out, yeah. throwing stars, so, throwing up. Today being September 19th, we are in the middle of still having all these riots in the Middle East about the, that <laughs> stupid little... so stupid. Uh, what is it? The pride of Islam? The innocence of Islam? Yeah, it's the, innocence yeah, it's of Muslims Muslim. or something like that. That's yeah. just that crappy film. Oh, and, okay, no. Yeah, and I'm going, they got $5 million and I'm struggling right now to raise 2000 Yeah. Fuck yeah. you. Fuck you all. <laughs> It, it you know maybe a couple days before this episode gets posted, but I'm sure we're still going to be in the middle of all these There's riots. People very upset, and I really, I, I really, I, don't know. I you know I you know stupid. granted I'm it's just, just I'm listening stupid. to stuff on NPR, so sometimes I get a skewed notion, but I really do think that there's just kind of this culture of manufactured outrage. Oh yeah, in the in the Middle East where they just wait for some. Dumbass like Terry Jones, not Monty Python Terry Jones, but yeah. Florida Pastor Terry Jones, to say something stupid, and then that allows them to get their their populace all riled up. So sure, they, fear. So fear they and get hatred. to go on TV talking about how the UN should have some resolution making blasphemy illegal in all yeah. the world. Yeah, fear and hatred's easy. It's very easy to make people fear and hate, and vice versa. Yeah. I, I don't know if this guy is actually one of the people stirring people up, but Grand Sheik Al Azhar. I'll yeah. say he is. Anybody with Grand, Grand Sheik in their name is Al Azhar Ahmed Al Taib. Ooh, that's yeah, not not too bad. Um, he's basically <laughs> demanding a UN resolution criminalizing blasphemy, and he he uses a lot of slimy language of well, you people are telling us never to you know call the Jews um, horrible, horrible things and deny the Holocaust. This is just as bad. People <laughs> making movies about making fun of the prophet. No, so you no, should make not. this legal. Yeah, yeah, you and I know that. but <laughs> yeah. The only thing that got me about the movie, and there was a statement today, and I will I will find it and post it on our blog, was that the, the 
Bastille guy, the guy who is the behind, producer, director, dude. It basically said, "Yeah, I kind of knew shit like this was going to happen." Yeah, I mean, and he, I'm all like, I'm all like, of course he did. Well, yeah, I mean, you can't. He made it to and, piss people off, right? And I, I agree with his right to piss people off, but at the same time, I think that he should have a certain amount of. If you're going to piss people off, you take the responsibility for it as well. Yeah, I, I agree. But at, at the at the same time, this is so laughably bad. Yes, that how anyone could possibly even think about taking it seriously is beyond me. I don't care if you're the most devout person in the world. It is so. Bad. These are the same people who get pissed off if you even just name a dog Muhammad. Well, and yet they name they name people Muhammad. It it it, it makes no sense. They're such hypocrites. What I guess my issue with it is is the fact that he lied to his actors and he overdubbed it afterwards. Those are the people who are really seriously in trouble. Yeah. Um, and pretty bad overdubbing as well. Yeah, it was like a bad like actually, cable TV was, dubbing. That, that, that was, was the best part of, of the, the whole thing. That was the best recorded the, the portion. The funny part of it, <laughs> yes. But like I said, I mean, I have the issue with the fact that he has put these other people's lives in danger with his act. Yeah. Which is uh, yeah, because people are stupid. Oh, let's get the guy who, who badly lip synced to the voiceover. <laughs> it, but that doesn't matter to the people who are who are currently rioting. Yeah. They are not calling for these actors' heads. Right, and that's good. All they're doing is they, they're using they're this rioting. as an excuse to to riot, to riot and yeah. loot and, and kill and people. do anything about you know anything sure, but Western. We, but we saw that they're, in the United they're, States during they're tearing some down of the KFCs for crying out loud. Yeah, KFCs. First of all, don't have. Well, okay, maybe some places have bacon, but I'm pretty sure in the Middle East they probably don't have no, bacon. None of, no, no, none of them have bacon in the Middle East. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> there's no reason Not pig for... Not bacon, they have turkey bacon. Um, for Muslims to be angry at KFC itself. But because it is something Western, that's the only reason they're attacking it. There's no rhyme or reason to what's being attacked. Yeah. It's just this kind of... Well, the, ex- the rhyme this, or reason it's if it's American... Yeah. Or Western, and and it's you know stupid. we've we've talked about this before that this whole idea of because Americans made it that means that means it is from America, yeah, it, and and this whole idea of well since our government controls our media that means must mean the American media, sure, well, controlled by their government must have made this and, film. well, and they also have a an education problem at at the moment. A lot of the Middle East does, yeah. Uh, because obviously half the population isn't educated yes. simply because they don't like to educate the women, uh, and and it just goes down. So you're talking about a lot of provincial people being riled up that they Told should be by able. their mullahs sure. that this is an evil thing, you know, and they imagine the worst. They've never seen it, so they imagine the yeah. absolute worst, you know, Transformers level of special effects kind of movie insulting the prophet Islam coming out from yeah. America the great Satan. Yeah. It's it's annoying. And <laughs> the only way you can combat, combat ignorance is through education and they don't want to educate. So you're, you're sort of in the catch-22. So speaking of hatred, ignorance, and the great Satan, Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call him the great Satan. Call him ignorant, for sure. Yeah. 
apparently a guy named Todd Starnes, who hosts Fox News and Commentary, um, he was talking at the Values Voters Summit this weekend in Washington, yeah. which is a whole other kettle of fish. This Family yeah. Research Council kind of we hate gays kind of powwow where they're all kind of getting some big old Christian anti-gay circle jerk going on. And he's talking, uh, ironically enough, on religious hostility in America, yeah, which sounds like it's people who are religious being hostile, but in fact, <laughs> I'm fairly certain it's against hostility towards religion. Right. But in this context, it's not hostility yeah. towards it's religion. Great, it's great It's hostility speak. towards their brand of Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's double speak. Yeah. So uh, this guy Todd Starnes was I think he was on a panel or something. The, the panel religious hostility in yeah. America. <laughs> and he was talking about how um, this is another conversation, but the fact that the administration came out and condemned the innocence of Muslims movie, saying it was horrible and it's this bad bad thing, but that oh this administration never comes out. And, and condemns anything else that's anti-Christian or anything else coming out of Hollywood, like South Park. Yeah. <laughs> and so, Which South Park condemns everything. everyone. Yeah. yeah. Including only- atheists. There was atheists a two-part are- episode where Richard fucking Dawkins cornholes uh, Mrs. Garrison, for crying out loud. So. Well, yeah, see, and that's what... I mean, they and they've had their freedom of expression revoked because when they did the Mo- the last Muhammad one, yeah. everybody went, "Oh, we can't do this. We can't put this on because you know somebody might blow up our building." Despite yeah. the fact that they have shown Muhammad in in the past in an episode way back in two thousand one, right? They had the Super Friends episode and Muhammad was one of the people. Nobody cared. Well, people care now because apparently they're getting tablets in the Middle East. <laughs> you mean iPads and galaxies and sure. stuff? Okay. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Not stone tablets. Well, they already have the stone tablets. I'm talking about modern technology tablets. Yeah. Uh, so th- they can rile up the people. Look, but not teach them. That's no. that's the problem with having condemned officially that innocence of Muslims film is that you can talk on a personal level that yeah i don't i think this kind of sucks but you can't say that i'm going to condemn this one thing that criticizes religion and not this other thing so on some level i kind of agree with this guy Stearns in that if you're going Stearns sorry if you're going to criticize if you're going to allow south park to criticize religion then you have to let these dumbasses and in the innocence of muslims criticize religion sure let them do their thing you can still condemn them however yeah okay yeah i mean that, but, that's the I whole mean, this, thing. that's the whole thing about the, freedom of speech yeah you can you can be against whatever but the person who's who you are against still has the right to yeah. say now, the, the same, line this guy Starnes crossed was saying that there should be investigations, federal investigations into shows like South Park. Yeah. And that's just not understanding, you know, First Amendment kind of thing. No. And, and go ahead. But there's a difference. They said we condemn anyone who denigrates a religion. They're not saying we're throwing people in jail. They're not saying you can't say that. The government still has a complete respect for the First Amendment, which Stearns, Starnes, whatever the fuck his name is, really don't care, really isn't getting. That in the U.S., 
the First Amendment not only has freedom of religion, it has that little part called freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. And they always kind of forget about it, you know, kind of like China's doing right now. Kind of forgetting that in the United States you can't regulate our freedom of speech. Yep, that is true. It's funny you should bring that up. I, I figured it was a nice segue. I yeah, was trying to very work, nice. Uh, trying to work it in. Yeah, I, I heard this on the, on the way over here. To, to the recording, there's a local businessman in, in Oregon named David Lynn who commissioned a mural, a 10 foot by yeah, 10 100 foot, foot by 100 feet. Of, what is it of? Of a whole bunch of things. But specifically. A peaceful countryside setting of rural <sighs> Thailand. La, and la, the other la, side la, shows la, police la, beating protesters la, 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 oh. in Tibet and a Buddhist monk setting himself ablaze in protest. Yeah. While I was singing there, you need to put in like a record scratch sound of just this. <laughs> This, this idyllic scene turning into a brutal crackdown on protesters. I see. Okay. Yeah. So so where is this mural? This is in Corvallis, Oregon. Okay. I think so it's the su- southern part of Oregon. Protected yes. by artistic freedom, freedom of speech, fair use, whatever you want to call it. Sure. Yeah, let's but, call it that. So what's, but China, China... Why are we talking about it? China has this policy... To squash all dissent against their political objection to Tibet. And a little known fact, dissent all squashes as well. Indeed. Indeed. So they found out about this large mural that shows police brutality and monks setting them on fire. In Oregon. Not in in China. Not in China. In Oregon. 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 Just want to make sure I understand this whole crazy situation. So they sent some political envoy from San Francisco. From their consulate in San Francisco up to talk to the Corvallis mayor and say, you have to get rid of this. Yes. Really? And the mayor said, no. No. Not only that, the mayor said, I don't have control over this. This is a free speech issue. This somebody else commissioned this. It is their right to do on what I guess it's their building. Or they paid for the space. There's nothing you can do. This is free speech. Mm-hmm. And open and shut case. He said no. Pretty much all right. Um, Mayor Manning said she called the meeting cordial. Julie she said Manning. she told the Chinese officials that she couldn't order the painting destroyed, and she wouldn't even if she could. And they basically didn't respond for any request for comment. <laughs> So basically, she told this foreign ambassador—well, not ambassador, but uh, representative—that they could uh, go shove it. Yes, only very politely, very yes. nicely, and you know she's she's very sorry. So but this is this is so the whole ha- thing about how is the have the Chinese reacted since then? Uh, not quite yet. Okay, so we're actually kind of still in the middle of the story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, I can see. A, well, there's there's a couple of ways. They could play out. Uh, hopefully, China will realize that this is a small thing in a small town. They well, don't it's wanna, a college town. They don't want to do the Streisand effect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and if they just left it alone. Yeah, but this this the this might show them about free speech because what they have the opportunity to do is make known their views about Tibet, and their views about the mural, and their views about police brutality. And they can hire somebody to do the opposite of this mural. Maybe put one up across the street. Do a nice one with little bunnies. Yeah. Or hold a conversation panel to talk with people and talk with the artist about his 
you know how they can correct his miss or or her misconceptions yes. about uh, one one thing that, I, I that do would remember be nice. F- do you remember from the interview is the guy who commissioned the mural uh, is David pretty Lynn. scared. Yeah, he is. He is. He's worried for his life. Yes, yes. Because, he's scared for his safety because China may not recognize international boundaries when they find someone that they disagree Have with an issue with. Yeah, or who disagrees with them? Someone they want to dissent and squash. Yeah, yeah, somebody whose dissent they want to squash. Yes. But as I say, the Chinese Consulate General will be, will be more than glad to have more exchanges with Corvallis, <coughs> Corvallis, the city, to help push forward cooperative relationship. And to avoid our precious friendship from being tainted by so-called, quote, Tibet independence, end quote, and, quote, Taiwan independence, end quote, we sincerely hope you can understand our concerns and adopt effective measures to stop the activities. Doesn't sound like they want to have a discussion. Not really. They don't want. They're kind of used to being the the elephant in the room. Yeah. yeah. Well, the six hundred you know, pound gorilla. Their China's sure, position on Taiwan and Tibet related issues have been consistent and clear, and they oppose anyone abroad using any method to engage in Taiwan or Tibet's separatist independence activities. Yeah. And of course, uh, Kovalis being a college town, as I mentioned earlier, but. I think I, I was in a, It doesn't matter. Anyway, it's a college town, and so there are a lot of... Uh, there's, I think a there's a large a, a Chinese... Large Chinese um, component to the university. Population. College population. There we go. Plus plenty of idealistic Americans who are ready for their cause of the week yeah. to kind of go out and protest and say, we're going to protest, we're going to protest. Yep. It's Oregon, so it's very liberal. Yeah. So they're going to well, burn their really bras. Well, really liberal up until the point you start talking about gun control. And then they're yeah. not so much. They're 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 kind of... <laughs> gun nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. So the whole point of this is free speech. Is <laughs> 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 that wow. we don't have free speech or you can't yeah, say... speak. Uh, free speech is, is very important and for both sides. So having people that disagree with you is... Just as important as, as having people agree with you, because they may point out stuff that you don't understand or haven't thought about, and it creates a dialogue to get closer to truth, which would be nice in China and the Middle East. Yes. And speaking of truth, that brings us to there is only one answer in the lightning round. The lightning round. <laughs> So the lightning round. Lightning round. Lightning round. Each of us gets ninety seconds to try and fill in the blank answers that Greg is going to read to us, and whoever gets the most wins. And at the end, Greg gets to answer as many as he can in hopes of beating whoever got the most right. That's true. Y'all ready? Ready. All right, yeah. Donna, you went first last week, so Donald, go- Donna. Apparently, I have a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm bald. <laughs> okay, I I can use another name. Call me Donald. <laughs> so, Donna, you went first last week. So, Gary, you will go first this week. Are okay. you ready? 
Yeah. Hold on one second. Let me get the dinger all active. All right. The timer will begin as soon as I finish your first question. Yet again, listener Richard Hannes is going to have to explain some British slang to us for the story he posted about banning religious symbols uh, headlined, Blank Does God. A pickle. Uh, uh, Citing coffee and cheeses, Professor Barry Smith describes how we smell different things, things differently when we blank. Yeah, ingest them, put them in our mouths. Close enough. While we're exhaling, but having ingested them. A new study found that blank has overtaken heart disease as the primary killer of Hispanics in the United States. Yes, you said cancer. Uh, Scientists, museum creators, and government officials are proposing a protected park themed on Neanderthals located at... Oh, like Epcot Center or something. Rock of Gibraltar. Oh. A New York Times article describes how blank can lead to more polarized opinions. Uh, Accurate, or fair and balanced news reporting. (laughs) Very good. New York Civil Liberties analysis of blank textbooks and materials found that the information given there is inaccurate, incomplete, and biased. Texas? New York. New York. I don't understand the question. What's the question? Sign language? Sex education. Oh, sex education. New findings from the CDC show that the American kids eat about a thousand milligrams too much of blank than they should. Uh, sugar. Sodium. Salt. By adjusting oh, the shape and it. energy used in uh, physics, uh, by adjusting the shape and energy used, physicists are uh, much more hopeful that a practical practical Warp drive. Thank you. <laughs> NASA astronaut Sunita Williams was the first person to complete a triathlon in space. Yes. I don't think I'm going to beat you. For, please forgive the fumbling. I blah, 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 blah. Yep. Uh, but Gary, you got six correct. Yay! And three wrong. That's like uh, six more than I got last week. Very excited. <laughs> I think you got one correct last yeah, I week. So. I actually, I think I got three. Two weeks ago, I only got one. All righty. No, I, I think that you are the queen of the podcast. So, Yay. Donna, six is the number you have to beat. That means, Gary, how many does Donna have to have correct in order to win? Uh, one, nine, five, thirteen, at at least. Seven. Close enough. Okay, yes, seven. Very good, Gary. We're very proud of you. Do I get the two that I answered on his? (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) No, because you did them silently. If you have a tiebreaker, um, the timer will begin as soon as I finish your first question. Ready? Listener James Stringer posted about a Houston congresswoman, Sheila Jackson Lee, and other members of the House who visited the D.C. office of blank and praised their courage and ensuring that people come together for peace. Scientology. Foxnews.com columnist Steve Crowder described blank as, we did it right. I have nothing, because they don't do anything right. Staying abstinent until marriage. Oh, oh God, God, that was yeah. a horrible oh, article. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, a HuffPo article posted uh, this week talked about anti-abortion evangelicals putting their money where their mouth is by blank. Uh, adopting embryos. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Professor Ian Tattersall proposed that aggression between groups and boom-bust cycles are the major factors in accelerated blank. Evolution. Human, human evolution. Evo- human evolution, close enough. A new analysis uh, finds that uh, Yucatia, uh, Russia, have launched new talks of blank. 
talking about doing something pretty neat with what they found there. Oh, um, the the DNA from the mammoth, uh, cloning a mammoth. All right. A Los Angeles Time review of 1,600 confidential files from 70 to 91 found that blank failed to report... Boy Scouts. Hundreds of child molesters and police and hid their allegations from the public. A Slate.com article chronicles the efforts of Megan Simpson and many other families who undergo many treatments, spend thousands of dollars to ensure that they blank. Have a baby girl. By stimulating neural activity with electrodes, researchers boosted the mental skills of uh, rhesus monkeys under the influence of... Cocaine. Yes. I, bl- I, I hope I didn't count there twice, but it looks like Donna had seven correct and I one wrong. Very good. Very nice, Donna. Very nice Thank indeed. You. you are queen of the podcast! So, do are those Reese's monkeys, do they sell those? Is that, is that a Mars company? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I, so I, the new the new E.T. is going to have Reese's monkeys. But only around Easter. Pieces. Yeah. Oh, okay, sure. It's with the it's they're right next to the peeps. Oh, yeah. Okay, right on. Excellent. Tasty. Boop boop boop. boop All right, boop, so boop. it's now it's my turn to be tested it's on the questions that I wrote. So it's not fair. Okay. The timer will start when she finishes the first question. Thank you, Kermit the Frog. Evolutionary anthropologist Sandy Copeland has inferred that in early humans, it was females that migrated and males stayed home by studying... Their teeth. Teeth. (laughs) In an effort to prevent crystallization of substances, researchers at the Argonne National Laboratory are using blank to manipulate and move compounds. Ultrasonic sound waves. Oh, that was so cool. A report by the Blue Ribbon Committee released a report... God, this is bad word. I haven't gotten sleep. Go. <laughs> By the Institute of Medicine warning that of major drug and prescription abuse problems in the... Military. U.S. military. When his, mo- when his mother called police because an angry mob outside her home, outside of their home, 27-year-old atheist activist Albert Saber of Cairo, Egyptian, the authorities blank. They arrested him because a mob was threatening him. They arrested him for insulting Islam or all that crap. A genetic survey of nearly 30,000 people has identified two genetic variants linked to the perception of... Oh, uh, coriander or um, what it's called here is... um, I can't remember what it's called here. Cilantro. Cilantro, thank you. Wait, what'd you give him a thing for? Because it has coriander also. Coriander was the headline, but it also is cilantro. Taylor Career Center Principal Thomas Amons said he'd rather shut down a cosmetology program than have blank. Flamboyantly gay guys, I think it was what it said. Oh, 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 it didn't make it. Do you want that, me- That's okay. She reads the question slow. It's no skin off my back. <laughs> it I might- was trying to parse what you had written. It might be a skin off your back when we flay you, you later. Or that'd be dangerous. <laughs> I understand you've been having a sleeping problem, but that should not affect grammar check. That affects me having a problem writing when I'm tired. And I'm just copying paste in the headlines into the Word document and saying, ooh, would this be a good clue? No, I gotta rewrite it, and I rewrite it, and I leave extra words in by accident. Arr. 
Can we flay him now? Yes. <laughs> Believe that the flaying will commence as soon as we turn this podcast off. Well, speaking of flaying, which usually requires someone to have their shirt off, the... <laughs> The Not necessarily. Organi- the organization... I can play somebody with their shirt still on, sweetie. That's true, but most of the time in, you know, usually when you see things in movies or in depicted in pictures, the person has their shirt off or, or their pants off or something like that. But at least the shirt off to get flayed. The organization okay. Secular Women is having a fundraiser for the Foundation Beyond Belief um, Light the Night campaign, and they're, start- they're going to be selling an 18-month calendar uh-huh. Of people in the atheist and skeptical world who are um, you know posing either naked or implied naked, and I think we at the Skeptic Wire should pose for this calendar, or at least apply to pose. Hmm. They may not take us because we're kind of small and dinky. Not in that way. <laughs> Speak, Speak for, for yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, what do you guys think? Sure, why sure. not? Well, I well what, what do the listeners think? <laughs> yeah, that's a, I think that's a more appropriate question, is what do our listeners think? Do they really want to see us? The full Monty? Well, yeah. not quite the full Monty, but certainly a good portion of it. <laughs> the question I'm, is, do I want to be in the same room with you guys? <laughs> well, we can Photoshop the three oh, of us. Oh, there, into- there is Photoshopping, that's true. Well, they, they, they say on the application that it should be a professional taken photo, should be black and white, and should not have an extreme amount of Photoshopping. Yeah. So, you know, it, it shouldn't really change your body too much. It shouldn't Well, what obscure. I was saying is is that we get the three photos separately so that we don't have to see the full Monty. The bits and pieces. What are you guys so embarrassed about? I just don't want to see you naked. Okay. <laughs> it's nothing to do with embarrassment. I just don't want to see you naked. We've all shared a hotel room together. I think Not we're naked. Kinda... <laughs> true. <laughs> that is true. You want to see us naked. No, I just want to show off. Okay. Oh. Well, I think your your body's writing checks. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, I mean, I may not have I the under- most classically beautiful body, but I mean, we understand that you've been on that elliptical a lot lately and and losing some weight. But I've lost a few pounds, not a lot. I'm still an overweight man, and you know, it's it's still important to show everybody of all types because it's not just i mean this is a calendar is for true. secular women but as gary pointed out at the beginning before we started recording we're not all women in this show <laughs> but we are very pro women and you know want to show our support for all people all body types all genders sure all all anything so i'm up for it okay so i guess we got to first Find out how we will we'll look more at the site and figure out how to apply and find ourselves a photographer and figure out what the hell we're going to do. Gosh, where will we find a photographer? For, gee, I'm 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 wondering here where where will we find hmm. a photographer? So, who has a camera? <laughs> Actually, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. that's why you're having that fundraiser. Huh? Yes. Actually, I, I do have one now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, let's. We should probably pimp that too. Um, 
Donna had some problems the last couple of weeks. Uh, she is a filmmaker, and her car got broken into. And they stole a couple of cameras and a couple couple of of cameras, lenses, a lot of lenses, and a laptop. And a laptop, and uh, even worse, like is the work product, the work product that you guys were working on. Um, And so she has put together a what's that stuff called? Indiegogo page. An Indiegogo page where you can donate to bring bring in some money so they can actually purchase the things that they need to finish the film. And actually, all we're asking for is enough to. To, to jumpstart back up. Exactly. Not enough to replace everything because I do have insurance, but apparently my homeowner's insurance, because Texas is a really crappy fucking state, <laughs> um, is not going to pay me nearly what it's worth. Yeah. Um, and they're going to take an incredibly long time to do it, apparently. So So this is kind of to tide you guys over and just to get the keep the production going. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We know it's we know it's not buying a laboratory. Or what was the other thing that uh, uh, the the where did they do the oatmeal? Yes. So it's not. What was it? Was it one thing he did? Well, well, there was the the person who who was trying to sue him. Yes. Right, and he raised a bunch of funds on Indiegogo, and then way more than he needed. Way for more charity. than he needed, and then basically <laughs> donated him. Yeah. Along, Indiegogo also did the donation page for the bus driver that was verbally abused yes. by kids on her bus and ended up making like $400,000. But then the, then the oatmeal raised money for Tesla Museum. Tesla's Tesla's yeah. laboratory, yeah. Yeah. Which sounds like a comedy sexual <laughs> cartoon, but it's not. That's so. Dexter's laboratory. <laughs> anyway, um, so Indie, Indiegogo. We'll, we'll post a link to uh, Dana... Don- We'll post a link to Donna's specific fundraising page in the show notes. Yeah, and we actually have a really cute little video that we did. Cool. About how filmmakers suffer from the poor. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to give, that's great. If you can't, we understand. If you can't, just share it. Share it with your friends, and maybe they have a couple of spare bucks. Yeah. So. Or just tell other people about our podcasts. Give us a review on iTunes. Like us on Facebook. Post stories that you find to our Facebook page or email us or twit at us or anything. And I want to say a little shout-out to the Woo-Free Atheist Moms. We had a couple of them join up today because they are on a group that I belong to. And so, you know, they're always looking to to fight for science. And so, hi, everybody. Yeah, we remember your your rants on the non-Woo-Free Atheist Moms or whatever (laughs) group. And we, we like... People of all sorts, moms, dads, males, females, and everything in between, who are not just secular but also skeptical, because those things are very important together. So thank you, folks, for joining us. <laughs> yes, and we will talk at you next week. Lightning round! Lightning round! Oh, oh wait a minute, Bye. sorry. <laughs> Bye-bye! The Skeptic Wire podcast theme music is by Oscar Lawn, with guest mandolin by Greg Perrine. If you've enjoyed listening to The Skeptic Wire, leave a review on iTunes or leave us a voice message via the PodPosted app for iPhone. Friend us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at The Skeptic Wire. Follow our blog at skepticwire.blogspot.com or send us an email, skepticwire at gmail.com. You've been listening to The Skeptic Wire.
news is gonna kill me, ain't you, dumb? Flay the infidel. You. Fillet the infidel. Ooh, tasty. Pepper hell Satan. It's my personal favorite. Dr. Pepper's made with a diff- addictive mugwunkism and Satan's ball sweat. If you drink it, you'll be cursed with a, a permanent priapism. Could you read that again, please? Dr. Pepper is what? Mugwumpism? Yes. Mugwunk. Mugwumpism. Okay. Dr. Pepper is made with addictive mugwunk, mugwunk, mug. <laughs> I have no idea what you're saying. Mugwump jism. Mugwump jism. 